cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. I had a dream, by the way. I had a dream that I rocked up to podcasting and you weren't here. Cold! And there was someone else. <laughs> In my house? No, like, it wasn't here. It was somewhere else. It was, like, a really weird dream, and it wasn't even... I don't even know if it was a podcast about Battlestar Galactica. All I know is that you had just, like... It was in Brisbane on south on the South Bank Beach mm. thing in Brisbane. Random. And it was just, like, this bizarre thing where, like, you weren't there, and this other chick was there. And then I was like, but Melly is the one who's good at, like, talking like a presenter. <laughs> I just fumbled through. <laughs> who's going to do the introduction and tell people to follow us on social media? Well, <laughs> we have a conversation to have. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> welcome back to Beer Thieves and Battlestar Galactica. Oh, oh we yeah, just got to talk about I think we're going to roll with it. And then we've got to have a talk about my trauma and my my dreams. Do you mm-hmm. want to talk about your trauma I think first? I have abandonment issues because we've had a couple of weeks off. I know. <laughs> my have. mind was like... See, abandoned. this is the toll. Like the listeners, you know, you sweet listener think that it's been hard for you for the past two weeks. But Lisa, having anxiety dreams. Anxiety dreams. <laughs> and I can only see in one eye and only hear out of one this ear. This is what happens so when So if I'm shouting, again. it's because I missed you mm. and I want you to know, but also kind of deaf at the moment. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. We're working out. It's okay. Tom Actually, can just adjust the levels. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Also, and to bake cookies, which she has baked for yeah, us so this week. For any podcaster that does not have a producer who bakes cookies, um, you're missing out. You're I think you need to. Right. You're not doing it right. You need to rethink who mm-hmm. your producer is because we got cookies and and dinner tonight, which we is pretty did. exciting. Do you yeah. want to talk about what we're drinking tonight? Because I feel like that really just encapsulates where we're at right now. Yeah, so look, it's been hard to find the time. Um, unfortunately, uh, producer Tom actually has paid work to do, <laughs> which is very inconsiderate um, to the podcast. Um, but we sort of, um, I'm, I'm broke and, um, and it's late. It's like 8.30 p.m. Um, we usually record on a weekday, weekend, afternoon. Um, so we're drinking red wine from my, um, from my shelf. <laughs> It's surprisingly good. It's really good. What, how, the way you sold it. It's, it's so cheap. It's so cheap. <laughs> it's a Boy Meets Girl Jurif, which is local. So it kind of fits with one of our themes. And I guess mm-hmm. um, boys and girls meet in this show sometimes. Let's continue with our abstract Alan references. Alan Ty met um, Tom Zarek. They're boys and boys, though. Alan Ty. Think about it. Oh, Ellen Ty. I thought you said Alan, and then I was like, who's Alan? Um, L, L, Ellen. Yeah, yes. that's true. Boy and girl. Yeah, so this is really a representation of their meeting, and I put a lot of thought into it, is what we're saying. Yeah, totally. Mm. Also, um, it's been a week. <laughs> but we did have a good weekend because we heard from Friend of the Pod. Wasn't even. It was just like yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Sorry. Well, was it? Oh, wait, was that the weekend? Oh, no, no it Tuesday. wasn't. It was literally today. Um, because he was making political commentary on the because he's so he's just so woke like he's just like <laughs> he's up with things and he's like your oh, woke Supreme fave Court. James yeah. Callis it's like <laughs> James Callis friend of the pod tweeted about the prime minister being um, rolled in Pakistan and I was like in Australia we do that like every it's two years it's a spectator sport mate <laughs> <laughs> like personally we just roll them for less and more often and then he wrote back blood samples the only thing more boring than politics so someone said which, which is, is in this episode guys so, so exciting um so I I take that personally and mm. like I mean obviously as Twitter flirting like he's into me obviously I mean mate 
It is on. <laughs> um, perfect. And then someone uh, also called Lisa, but LASA um, did definitely share a meme uh, of him with a lot of bottles of blood samples. And I was like, good memes on point. Mm. So yeah, tasty, just building tasty that memes. relationship. <laughs> Friend of the podcast. Yes. Well, we're going to talk about the 11th episode of the first season today. It's called Colonial Day. Um, we're a bit excited. We're starting to head towards the home stretch of this oh. season, which is crazy. I'm so excited. Am I'm I allowed really to go home and watch both the season finales or do I have to you wait? Are. You are. Because, yes, we, we be will be one. doing a special episode next week where we'll be covering both the part one and part two of the season finale. It'll be a supercharged episode. Really long. Lots really of long. coffee will be involved, I yeah. imagine. Espresso martinis? Ooh. Well, there will be some, <laughs> there will be some kind of a celebratory beverage or beverages, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Um, so watch out for that next week. But yeah, yeah pretty drunk over two hours. Yeah, you know, that's a long podcast. <laughs> Might end up running a bit over time, uh, just managing expectations, you know. <laughs> but yes, this week we're covering the penultimate episode of the first season, if we're treating 12 and 13 as one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Colonial Day. It's directed by Jonas Pate. I think mm-hmm. it's Pate. Otherwise, it's pate, but it doesn't have the little triangle accent. So I'm going to go make with it pate. French. Can we call them pate? Pate. <laughs> well, look, you know, I've told you this off air, but like Jonas, I was not a fan of his directing. But it is his first time directing for Battlestar Galactica. Galactica, mm-hmm. as we've seen through this um, first season. You know, there's been recurring directors, but with most seasons of TV, they're kind of trial mm. their slate of potential writers and directors, and then you'll see who actually made the cut yep. in season two. Well, um, I mean, he's, he's, he kept it, like, consistent with the horrible lighting whenever there's actual light. He did. It yeah, was, that was consistently a real awful. <laughs> um, and it was written by Carla Robinson, who wrote, who has written for the show before. She wrote You Can't Go Home Again, which was the... Um, second in that two-parter of Starbuck mm. being trapped, which we mm. weren't down for. We but can't blame her for that. No. Um, so, look, I think using a new director this late in the season was, for me anyway, like why the tone and the characters seemed a little off. I just mm. felt like characters that had been built in a certain direction were a little bit like, what about this? But that often happens in first seasons mm. because, you know, you do have different directors getting comfortable with the source material, actors are getting comfortable in their roles, the writers build consistency, you know, it's not it's not quite there yet. It's overall, fine. One of my yeah, I mean, like the the probably one of the season ones. It's like one of the worst season ones is Buffy, and that's like my favorite mm. show. So I always have to give like you know a lot of leeway yeah. to every series yeah. in their first season. It's finding its feet. Yeah. Do I mention Buffy every yeah, episode? Do, do, do you like <laughs> Buffy? Actually, I think that could be like a drinking game for anyone who's so now too. just watching this uh, or listening to this podcast through. Every time Lisa talks about <laughs> Buffy, yes, you can drink along with us. You can, definitely. Every time, every time Lisa mentions um, something around Buffy that you know, is technically propl- problematic, but she loves anyway <laughs> because she loves Buffy, you can do a double double shot. <laughs> or Firefly. Yeah, Firefly gets a nod too. Mm-hmm. Dollhouse. <laughs> say it, we say it because we love you. Mm, you know? I know, I've got a problem. And I hate most things, so you balance me out. <laughs> Um, including things I didn't like was this episode because I found it had a really weird tone. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it was like wonky. That was like the best adjective I had for it. It was like wonky because some things kind of worked and then it'd be like, nope, that's totally weird. Mm. Um, and it didn't really flow, even though I liked the story and I really liked the premise. But what did you think? I liked it. You liked it. But you know, I'm an easy sucker if there's terrorism involved. Yeah, I, and you know, the minute so that they did the previously on and Zarek, <laughs> and Zarek was Zarek there, I was like, like, yes! yes! 
<laughs> I got really excited. And so I think that colored my, my lenses for the rest of the episode. Mm. I actually also made, and my housemate was there to, um, friend of to the pod. witness this, my housemate, friend of the pod. Um, who went ahead and watched all of the first season. I was like, Mark, you have to watch along with me. What a me. dog. And he was like, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, so are you up to the episode I'm up to? And he's like, oh, I finished the first season. I'm like, what? This is so unfair. That is such and a dog And then he tried act. to get me to do it too. And I was like, you terrible. You would never yeah. think it, would you? If you no, met him, you'd be I, like, he's a good one. That's I've not true. changed my opinion. Mark, if you listen to this podcast, I've Which changed he should, my opinion Which he should, let's be real. But <laughs> along as the episode was going right at the beginning of the episode, because he was like generously watching it again with me, I predicted Bolter and I predicted that we would see Sharon, another Sharon. So I made two predictions in real time. Short there was a witness. There was a witness. I like it. Mm. I like it. Had to share. Should we get into the beat by beat or did you have any any other burning feelings? Oh no, you got a mouthful of cookie. (laughs) I'll get into the beat by beat, buy you some chewing time. (laughs) So most of the stuff that happened this episode happened in the colonial fleet on a very, very subtly named luxury liner called Cloud Nine. Because, you know, just no no point for, like, being in any way subtle at this I point just in the wrote, season. Ugh, the lighting again. Like, that was my note. I wrote lol, subtle name. Uh, super <laughs> yes, subtle. Lighting, I think lighting was harsh. Um, lighting through this whole episode. Uh, I don't know if it was the same gaffer on everything this season, but whoosh, not a, you were punching that one in, buddy. Um, we hear from the colonial gang, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cute. Like, hey, we're the colonial gang. Like, what's like, up? The only journalist left. Yeah, and I love so how... So the best in the universe. Like, I love journos, but I love how, like, in true journo style, they were still like, I was involved with this publication before the war. I was involved with the masthead for this publication. Like, everyone's still like, hey, I'm important, just so you know. Mm. So, yeah, they were all in the media broadcast or media corps before... Um, press courts before you know the mm. apocalypse happened um and now they're doing a new media broadcast for the fleet i did like this as a framing device because we haven't really seen any like public broadcasting through mm. through the um fleet yet i think um the fact that they're like quite attached to their um like the roots of like who they were with before mm. is really interesting when you think about like zarek's whole message about yeah. like we're in what we world. cling to yeah yeah, yeah totally <laughs> wake up um, yeah, they mentioned that Cloud Nine has been chosen for Rosalind's first quorum of twelve, which is kind of like a in Australia that would be like a like a sitting of Parliament, um, I suppose, like a legislative sitting, um, or like maybe like more like a United Nations. It kind of reminded me of, of United Nations. Yeah, United Nations like uh, yeah meeting. Like everyone sends a delegate. Yeah, because which is all interesting of the that they sent them from the colonies, not like the ships. Well, it's interesting to me because, like, we ha- we don't know enough yet about, like, how the colonies all um, fit together. But but my understanding is, like, from those really early episodes is that some colonies lost heaps and heaps of people mm. and some colonies, like, were relative, like, were, had a lower population and were less, like, unscathed. Mm. Um, but, I mean, it must be a fairly unequal process if you've got, like, 12 colonies and different amounts of people are in each colony into, or they survived surviving people in those colonies Mm. like you would i just assume because of like um socioeconomic um you know divide that Mm. caprica being a wealthy planet would probably have more um more people who survived and made it off the the planet than like a a poorer planet or a lower socioeconomic planet like um like sagittarium which Mm. has been mentioned numerous times Mm. and comes up in this episode as kind of like like basically the trump supporters Mm. you know Mm -hmm. 
which was interesting. But that being said, like, I mean, that's the way the UN works as well. Like, everyone yeah. gets one representative. You all get one. Yeah. Uh, unless you, you're the USA and then you just kind of, like, decide whenever you want to follow. See what you think. You're just yeah. like, oh, that, yeah, we should totally follow the UN. No, I don't want to do that. Do I like that, but I don't like that. I don't like that, so yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yep. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. I think having <laughs> Which 12. Which is what Caprica is. Let's yeah, be ba- real. <laughs> basically they were. Um, yeah, they had like the 52, I think they mentioned the 52, 52nd anniversary of the signing of the governing paperwork. Something like that. Something that's supposed to be important. Also important, we, the media like are talking about this election of the quorum and they're talking all about this Wallace Gray character who's super important, but we have never seen or heard nope. from him before. Like no. I went back and checked previous episode descriptions to make sure that like, he wasn't like an aside figure. That's very diligent of you. Well, we have never heard of him before, but apparently he's <laughs> a major player. Like that's so stupid to well, me. Well, not it's after like, this episode. N- no, but well, it was just obviously like couldn't they may as well have like put Billy in there. Like at least I would have been like, oh, I know who he is. I was like, this is silly. We have never heard of him, and suddenly he's like old mate. We don't want to give Billy any more airtime. No, that's also true. Yeah. Um. So we hear like Roslyn, who's also hanging out with Wallace at the time, like. Because apparently it's everyone's PFF. Yeah. Um, she's like listening from to... From the old days. From the old days. You know, like, I don't know why it took like over a month for us to chat or for you to be on screen, but we're all friends. Yeah, we saw Billy a lot. Could yeah, too much. Cut out some of that time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Rosalind is not impressed with the recording, but apparently, you know, her and oh, Wallace... freedom of the press. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that that is like every politician at some point yeah that's true i'm sure that's donald trump every day every day oh he doesn't really hide that (laughs) no it was a great day in the white house today by the way did you see his tweet (laughs) i don't think i did see his tweet oh he wrote a tweet and it was like great day in the white house today and it's like like, did he spell every word right i think so or maybe he i'm pretty sure he said the words right he w-i-t <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least there was no kafif. 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 Anyway. Anyway, we can talk about that in uh, some other. Well, you know, not you know, not, or not here. Yeah, we're not mm. adding to that noise, although we already did. It is Tuesday at eight thirty in Australia. Yeah, and sorry, I just always bring up <laughs> politics. It's my. Thing. You live for it. Live for it. Um, and you got lots to talk about in this episode. I do. Oh yeah. Anyway, so, so they're talking. Excited. Yes, they're talking with Wallace. They have a cheery chat. Then Sagittarian just, you know, throwing throwing a twist into the mix, revealing their pick for the quorum is our old mate Tom Zarek, mm. back from episode three. Mm-hmm. Still apparently on the Astral Queen. Guess they fi- finished all that drilling for water they needed to do. Must have done. But he's still hanging out on the prison ship. Um, and he broadcasts a statement from the Astral Queen where he's kind of like, you know, he's doing what Zarek does best. He's mm. like, I'm going to be a voice for the unheard. And it's all it's all that stuff like, it all sounds really good, but then you're also like, what's the catch? Yeah. You know? Hey, we don't know much about that in our current political climate. <laughs> we have no bullshit detector at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And I think that was then, was that when we went to opening credits? I feel like he's yes. like, duh, duh. Oh, yeah. Like, do, 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 like, open. Yeah, except it's like the, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, true. I'm going to the flash forward, which you know is really my favorite part. Of I know it is credits. really good. But, um, you know, yeah. I think the song was growing on me. I hated it at the beginning, and now I'm like, oh, I understand it. Yeah, I guess. It, it totally sinks up on you. You get used to it, and then it's like a calming thing. We like, oh, yeah. I but at that. the beginning, I was like, what is this? What <laughs> yeah, agree. Anyway, into um, the show. Oh yeah, so we're into the show. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't know why today I'm just doing the song. <laughs> Thank you for your sound effect. Um, Baltus in the lab. He gets interrupted by Starbucks. She tells him that he's going to be on the cloud, the shuttle to Cloud Nine. Oh my god, um, they do really annoying, annoying flirting. I know, I hate I just, their flirting. I just wrote, "Oh my god, Starbuck and Apollo just stop." Was my no? This was when she interrupted. Oh Bolter, no! But I fucking hate her flirting with Apollo, and that was a big thing that I hated in this. Episode. Yes, me too. But yeah, no. First, she interrupts. Bolter. Sorry, I misunderstood. Uh, no, it's okay. I, I get totally carried away with how much I hate her flirting with Apollo. It was just too. the next thing in my notes. Yes. Um, yeah, she interrupts him because he's got to go to Cloud Nine as well because he's been made Caprica's delegate, which I love. Like, he's just like, oh, like, oh, how nice. And she's like, yeah, I guess you got the super genius vote or something kind of dumb. And he's like, ah. Oh, this well, is also right. the part where he says the blood sample politics this line. This is true. Which I just lost on my screen, but we said it earlier. Yeah. More this boring is the than moment. Politi- well, politics is more boring than blood samples. So yeah. he's like, yeah, all right, I, I will come. And then we have that very annoying scene with Starbuck and Apollo hanging out on Cloud Nine. I was like, they're wasting water. Like, you water know, re- we know water resources are finite because we had a whole episode about it. Yeah. So why would you just pick up a hose and it's like ridiculous? It's like that scene in Zoolander at the um, when gas they're station gasoline with wait, yeah, freak gasoline accident. And you're just like. <laughs> That shit's really precious. We yeah. know that. It was, yeah, it wasn't even funny. I was yeah. just like, ugh. And so I just my line was literally, OMG, Starbuck and Apollo, just stop. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Just stop. Please stop. Stop. Do and not pass my go. Were not Do not collect 200. <laughs> just, just, just stop. Just <laughs> Yeah, no, your prayers were not answered because there are at least two other scenes in this episode. Oh, I just block them out. Wish. See, this, this was probably the main thing that I didn't like. Anyway... Not to be totally negative, there were things I liked in this episode. Um, we hang around on cloud nine. We see that there's a suitcase um, making its way through the proceedings. We oh. see some of the people on board. There's some shifty people. There's Alan Ty. Mm-hmm. She's really annoying still. Um, Zarek shows up and she's kind of like talking to Saul being like, you know, Zarek's the future. Like... Alan is like every annoying girl who thinks she's so clever when she's drunk and he's like, well, let me just explain to you. And you're like, oh my God, get me out of this party. Yeah, I'm not a fan of her. No. We already know that. Particularly in this episode. Oh, she's so bad in this episode. I didn't need more Alan. Like out of all the like second tier characters, I did not need (laughs) more The last show note. Ellen is totally evil and (laughs) Ellen is totally evil evil, and Defo killed that guy. Defo. That's literally, I couldn't even be able to write indefinitely. <laughs> That's how mad I was. That's how many feelings you had. Yeah, exactly. Well, spoiler alert, no. Everyone should have watched this Well, you should have watched it. Or maybe not. I don't know. Pause, I don't know go back, watch it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, there's like people talking. There's some shifty people. Followers of the different political figures are kind of tense with each other. You know, like we see some of the um, Zarek supporters are like, yay, Zarek. And then, um, you know, uh, Apollo's like... Uh, none of that like I don't want to hear that like he breaks up some tension which look I get that both those guys were kind of like being a bit argy-bargy but it's also like no one was like 
hurting each other, you know? Like, Apollo takes himself and a bit He's a seriously. very short man. He's a very short man. Mm. And he is poor man's Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And we know Tom Cruise has some mm. baggage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the president meets <laughs> Zarek. I love this scene because she, like, totally calls his bluff and mm-hmm. I was down for it mm-hmm. when he's like, are you going to shake my hand? And she's, or she's like wait like you'll have to find out and then he's like girl psych that's because she's a backstabbing politician as we yeah. find out later yeah which i love mm-hmm. fyi mm-hmm. <laughs> um love it yeah so you know they shake hands they uh you know seen by all the press and zarek showing up is like obviously a big deal because he's kind of a political outsider mm-hmm. um so then he, you know everyone assembles for the quorum of 12 the delegates are kind of varying in their interest. Gaius is just sleeping. openly perving on a female reporter. Oh, no, he was sleeping first oh, until yeah. Six was oh, like, yeah, she hey, him. look, she's not wearing any underwear. And he's like, he's like oh, oh, hello. interested now. Yeah. Um, Zarek is looking really, like, intensely in the scene. Like, I don't know if it was, like, put on or if he was actually, like, oh, political pat. Like, mm. ah, I feel serious about this. Mm. Um, but, you know, it, it, we kind of see how this quorum might work. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, it all goes to shit one minute later because um, Zarek kind of hijacks, as it were, yep. the proceedings. But let's be real. No, he's totally right. He's I totally completely right. Like, there's, so he, basically he points out that there's no vice president in place, so there's mm. no designated successor to the president. And Something they should have thought of that earlier. Totally. But That's it is, totally yeah. on them. Yeah. Like, they should have had I don't this, know why particularly with just so cancer. Like, yeah. she has cancer. Yeah. She should have thought about that, like, the first thing. Like, just yeah. be like, I'm president and, like, the next person in line is vice president. Yeah. Like, just, like, no, I to- shit, like, she's so smart. I totally agree. Mm. I totally agree and I don't know why they have no precedent in place. Mm. Um, but then, like, basically, like, uh, Zarek puts forward a motion that they should, the first thing they should do is work out a vice president, which, you know, is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Six is just like, do it, Bolter, do it now. And he's like, oh, oh, So oh, apparently okay. she does have control over moving his arm. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's still really, I still really feel like the show has not done enough to make nope. it clear how they um, interact with each other physically, other mm. than show Bolter like talking to himself. And having sex with himself. Yeah, and trying to choke himself. Mm. But like, <laughs> okay, maybe we <laughs> Not together. That. <laughs> not together. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, seconds the motion. They decide to vote for the vice presidency. Mm. Um, Rosalind gives Bolter a dirty look. Oh like my god, like, that look is amazing! Like it was. I just so want to keep a picture of just send to people when they displease me. Yes, just her being like, yes, you traitor. Yeah, and I mean, we know that she's already basically told him she thinks he's a traitor mm-hmm. and a Cylon. So mm. like, you know, no love wow. lost there. Yeah. Um, and then you know all these like followers, Virgon, Geminon, they just get on the wagon. Yeah. So I have a point to make about this mm. because I think this is very interesting, and we can talk about this more in the themes. Mm. But actually, from a tactical perspective, what he's done is very similar to what a lot of terrorist groups do. So like a lot of terrorist groups for recruitment do things that like when governments aren't working effectively which obviously mm-hmm. like this is a pretty special situation mm. um it's not like they're uh, corrupt or like well i mean questionable but it's not like they're um trying to be a bad government yeah. but they're they're, they're in a stress terrible, period yeah. so they've got yeah. priorities and so yeah. what he's done is like gone in and fixed things that they don't have the time to fix or that mm. they're not getting to quickly enough mm. which is actually how a lot of terrorist groups um like especially in like Palestine and like um, a lot of the um, like like Islamic State stuff in Syria is mm. them actually working as a state 
in place of the state and that's actually how they build up their supporter base yeah so it was really interesting that they specifically pointed to that they're being like oh we we try to call you and like we couldn't no one answered but then like they were there and they fixed everything Mm. for us and it's like that is such a great tactic Mm. 10 points to zarek (laughs) <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, he's he's a shrewd political mover. I think that the show does, does do a good job mm. in establishing his intellect and um, ability to kind of manoeuvre the political landscape to his advantage. Mm. And also, like, yeah, Rosalind, like, I don't think that she's being complacent because I think, as you say, they're in a crisis situation yeah. and they haven't worked out how to kind of get ahead of anything yet um they're just scrambling but at the same time like there's definite flaws in her governing and like not having a vice president is like kind of inexcusable Mm. like yeah she's dying like they kind of need someone to be able to step in but zarek is obviously not the right person um to do that because of you know uh, numerous background and Mm -hmm. whatnot um then that's another question that we can talk about later Mm. um but you know anyway the president is shook that he's uh nominated for the vice presidency she is shook (laughs) um so she and her council discuss putting someone else forward because they have this kind of 72 hour nomination Mm -hmm. period and they're like well obviously zarek is not going to we don't want that. Mm. So who else can we put in place? So they put the pressure on their new slash old friend, Wally, who's mm. just always been around. Wally, mm. you know, you mate, like, yeah, yeah. Who Who isn't up for it? But then they're like, nope, too bad. Like, you're going to be great. Do it. Which, He's just you know, like, what's his face? Um, <laughs> the current vice president, which I think the Pence. fact that I called him, what's his face is just so perfect. Um, just like, meh. Mm. A lot of vice presidents are, though. A lot of vice presidents... Veep? Yeah, you guys gave me every season of it. We love Being just it. like, it's like on the background all the time. It. No, just, it's so great though. It is great. it's like when, uh, like, it just, I know like that's not actually like, I'm sure some of it is true, but I know like that's not all like what a veep does. But literally like you think that a veep just does all the shit that a president doesn't want to mm. do. And like the amount of times like she just gets handballed stuff because like, oh, the president is going to go to this cool thing instead. You're going to go to that. Yeah. You know? I but I mean, imagine... the West Wing taught me that as well. Yeah. Like yeah. vice president gets a raw deal. Yeah. But yeah, this guy but is just like, like what I imagine president. a vice president to be. It's yeah, just true. like, ah, you would beige. actually fit it as I like as, the yeah. guy Slater calls him like gray. Yeah. He's like, he's grey. 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 Great. Yeah. He's so forgettable that we've literally never seen him before this episode, and I'm pretty Maybe sure we, we saw won't him. see him again. Maybe he's been well, there the yeah. whole time. But we he's had no notice. lines, mm. yeah. Um, anyway, so they, they want to put Wally forward. Mm. Um, meanwhile, Zarek is kind of like, you know being the darling of the press corps. He has, like, these statements about the state of the fleet and the lack of purpose and benefits and structure yeah. and yada yada. And, you know, he makes some good points about money as a construct, yeah. but that's always true. That's true right now, guys. Money is making... a construct, <laughs> in case you didn't know. <laughs> but he's also making points that are, like, r- very relevant to and beneficial to him. Mm. So, like, I would say it's, like, selective, you know? Mm. Like, yes, they're all good points, but it's, like, in politics, you know, you never talk about the shit that doesn't help you. No. Um, I, you know, he put, he, I really did like when he kind of said, if we want to survive, we really need to restructure our lives. Um, and we need to think about the community, not the individual, which I is think a- that's probably true now for us. Yeah, totally. Said the community worker. Hire her. Hire me. <laughs> no, I don't want a job right now. But he wants some community strategy advice. Give me a call. <laughs> yeah, he, um... He says good things, but it's all kind of ironic because, like, he's pretty self-serving. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Apollo this isn't is like a lot it. of terrorists. Yeah, by the right. Way. Mm. <laughs> um, Apollo turns the radio off. One of the Sagittarian guys from before 
What? He says, I'm listening to that broadcast and I yeah. totally heard podcast. And oh. I went back and listened with subtitles. I was like, maybe this is where the word came from. <laughs> and it's like a real nerd thing from like whatever. No, he said broadcast. I looked at the subtitles, but that's oh. what I heard. <laughs> you, I like, you know, it's like um, magical thinking. Yeah, it's like you, you think you think you heard it because you kind of wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And then you could just well, use it as a sound thing. You know? Like, yeah. hey, I was listening to that podcast. And you're like, yes. yes. Yeah, Too sorry. bad. Continue. Soon. I ruin your flow. No, it's fine. One of the Sagittarian guys is just like, hey, I wanted to hear that. And Apollo is like really rude to him. I think he shows his clear class privileges when uh-huh. he's just like, well, you don't know this and uh, you're not educated. He like. literally says, your people sort yeah. of. And I was like, oh, gee, this has some <laughs> real world like things parallels uh-huh. that i can draw uh-huh. with what's happening in america uh-huh. right now like this is exactly what's wrong with like everything mm. and then we can go into like yeah it's it, so class privilege but I was it like, also oh. did still feel organic to apollo's character oh, like i was absolutely. like i would totally be like that he would totally like, he has be good like characteristics that. but all of his good characteristics are also kind of on Within the like his the bad characteristics like the things that are like good about him are also wrapped up in the things that make him not a good person Wait, they're, he's so classist totally Totally. Yeah, it was um it was very like yeah. We're both very passionate about this yes. by the way. Yeah. So he, he had his class privileges like right out for everyone to see when he was like bullying the guy to leave. And mm. of course, like I'm not justifying that the guy like should have bottled him. But, but like, you know, you he would he was I'm like, not against it he either. He should have been above it though, because he is like the paid mm-hmm. law enforcement. Like he, you're not allowed to be like, well, this is, again, problems we have globally. Mm. You know, if you're in a position of, like, power, particularly legal power, you know, you don't get to have the last word and be like the, like, uh, well, I say so, so, and so. Like, you just need to pacify the situation. Mm-hmm. So, of course, then the guy's like, well, I'm going to get you, tries to bottle him, Starbucks to intervene, mm-hmm. turns into, like, a full-on brawl. Then there's a gun. And then she, yeah, Starbucks spots that briefcase that, you know, we kept seeing, like, for no reason earlier mm-hmm. in the episode, just because the show likes to remind us if we see something might be important. Yeah. I really had trouble focusing on anything in this scene because it was terrible handheld, for, mm-hmm. like, photography. I, I literally was like, I don't know who is doing what. Yep. Um, that was really annoying. So how bad do you think Apollo is in bed? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> I think if he lived in um, Australia, he, or, you know, in a wealthy country on earth, he would have like an obnoxious car. Like yeah. probably a Maserati Like the car something. that drove uh, by yeah. a few Call episodes back. ago. <laughs> yeah. Call back oh, to old Apollo. episodes. <laughs> oh, that's Apollo. I didn't see that, buddy. Driving by in his car. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that He's kind of guy. definitely got some insecurities. Yeah, yeah. It's but like I also think, though, well. it's not even like an insecurity thing. It's like a limited intelligence. Like only, like he has grown up in like, we know a fairly middle class, wealthy family. Mm. He went straight into the military. He has very strong beliefs about what he thinks because of his like, father being in the military and kind of growing up in this very rigid culture and i'm not defending his actions at all but i just think like it does get to you though i definitely have a um an ex-boyfriend who i hope doesn't listen to this podcast and (laughs) i'm not he's a lovely guy but he was from his dad was in the military and Mm. he was in the military and in afghanistan and he had some really interesting like worldviews that stemmed from that that like were very deeply ingrained mm. that he sort of recognized but found hard to break out of. Mm. And so I imagine it's yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, like I feel like you could have like a conversation with Apollo and be like, hey, buddy, like this is why this is problematic. Mm. Let's talk about this. Let's yeah. workshop this together. And he'd be like, oh, right, I do get it. 
Um, but like, you know. But then go back to doing the same behavior probably, again. Probably, yeah. It's like all the people with this like, you know, this sexist controversy around the, uh, controversy around this, I can't talk today, around the startup space who are like, oh my God, sexism, oh my, I, can't, I can't believe that guy did that. Sexism's so bad, I can't believe it. I'm like, we all believe it. Uh-huh. We know. And we probably could have also told you that guy was a dirtbag. Like yeah. just saying, uh-huh. we always know. Uh-huh. Um, friend and to then, friend. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll be like, oh, next time they'll be surprised again. It would be the same with him. Hmm. Be so, like, yeah, stop being surprised. Just like stop doing just it. Just stop it doing better. it. <laughs> yeah. That was a very long-winded way of saying it. No. Um, I get you. Know, you get I me. You. It's been the day. Um, oh, yeah. So <clears> this guy with the briefcase... Um, his who was like, like the one Valance, who was like balance balance and yeah. he was like the one who was like he, they were like oh what do you think and he's like oh i don't care i'm like the perfect cover <laughs> <laughs> yeah playing it easy <laughs> yeah so the he gets interrogated interrogated by starbuck and apollo he's like i don't know anything about the briefcase which mm. we know is untrue and he's also like i don't know anything about Zarek, which we suspect is untrue because it's like you hear the, the voiceover in the background pretty heavy-handed version this is what i'm hearing us. in my head it's like but he did know about Zarek. oh it's like in um like that that voice in arrested development like yeah you know like you'd have like the i don't know anything about it he did <laughs> like, <laughs> that's exactly what i heard yeah. in my head when that scene happened yeah oh man this would have been so so improved if we had um ron narrating but you know whatever yeah but do we want another season of Arrested Development? Probably oh, not. Oh, that's a conversation for another time. I've got lots of feelings <laughs> about Arrested Development. I love murder mysteries. I love Arrested Development. But season four does not do it for me. And I don't think they should do any more. No, but, but they're anyway. going to so. All right. We have to move on. I'll get too, too engaged in that. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> so they're not happy with the interrogation because the guy doesn't really say anything. This um, interrogation is so problematic as well. Like, yeah. we are the law. This is your trial. Like, come on, guys. I know. No, this guys. is just America. They're just being Team America right now. <laughs> Fuck America. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Caprica. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is the name of this episode. <laughs> All right. And that, yes. <laughs> We're committing to our explicit writing. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll do... We'll, well, no, we can do little stars. They won't know. Yeah. Or we could do the... Um, Woo! Emoji. I'm oh, doing yeah, the in the middle of it. Hand emoji. No, emojis. no emojis. We're getting oh. a lot of shaken heads from Dang. our producer who's like... The man is out this to what stop happens. you. He, he gets us cookies and then he tells us no. Yeah. He plays it right. <laughs> He's the woman um, emoji right now. Yes. But we can't so use emojis. emojis. Yeah. Boo. Mm. Oh, yeah. This is all like... this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, Apollo like suggests that all the Sagittarian reps should just be sent back to their own ship because apparently now he's just racist against all Sagittarians. The poor people should just go. <laughs> go. Too they much. don't know what's and good Rosalind, for them. understandably, is like, no, that's the violation of their civil rights. So, Soz, oh. you can't have that. Yeah. That <laughs> sucks, like, man. Can't we just lock them up somewhere? Maybe we could just send them to a country somewhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's how our country started. Yeah. We'll just send them across the Convict seas. Life. But then we don't want anyone else to come in. We're full now. <laughs> we're full to, not, now. You know, we've got, we're like, full of criminals. Yeah, we're full we don't of criminals. Need any other we've really got criminals. Uh, anyway, mm. I um yeah. Did I tell you I failed our citizenship test? You did. <laughs> yeah. I haven't taken it yet. I wanted. I want to do it. Yeah. Um, Nine out of twenty. Boo. Um, I'm yeah. nervous. No, don't worry. I'm anyway. Anyway, um, we really conversation for another time. Tuesday nights. We've just got a lot to talk I know, about in my headspace. Mm. Um. Yeah. Anyway, Rosalind's like, no, no. A, when you're not going to send the Sagittarian reps back because that's a violation of their civil rights. Mm. And B, we're going to get someone else to play in play for the VP instead of Zarek um, because, 
you know, I'm, I've got a plan kind of thing. Let's put the really boring guy next to the really charismatic mm. guy. Yeah. That's the plan. And that does not work at all because we see the margin between Zarek and and, uh, Wallace is closing. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have this like random scene where Zarek is randomly behind the bar but not working, Mm. hanging out behind a bar while Alan's drinking her favorite Midori drink. (laughs) Yeah. Everything's a construct. And he's charismatic enough that, you know what? He's probably like, I work here. And the person's like, He was probably should have been in Cocktail instead of Tom Cruise. True. Mm -hmm. True. I'm just would picturing watch. that in my head now. Would I watch. know, so you just get a visual image as well. You're like, oh, that would yeah. work. He would be a good, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, anyway, Alan's there. She's, like, drinking as usual. She's flirting as usual. She tells Zarek she has an agenda because, like, you know, you'd never have guessed, like, Alan's so subtle. Yeah. She never shares what's on her mind. And she says that she wants her husband to be lifted up with her too, oh, but, but I don't believe that. We don't that. buy that for no. a minute. I just wrote, what did I write? Doesn't seem much like she's interested in her husband's place, TBH. Uh, Again, no. couldn't even be bothered with full words. Just no. TBH. And, like, uh, Ty isn't there at the time. And, like, we assume that that's she's because like, he's, like, off where Adama, wherever Adama was this whole episode. Mm. But, like, yeah, Alan's just, like, turning on the charm offensive. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, we want the same. I, we have the same agenda. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, cool. I want to find my friend. Can Valance. you kill Valance. him for me? Yeah. It's like he's just like she's charming, but he's charming. They're both just charming each other. Mm, charming, charming, charming. Yeah. I'm twirling my hair right now. I, know, I just started doing <laughs> that's, it. Oh, according to you, that's charming, right? That's You're like, I'm being charming. <laughs> Why doesn't it work? <laughs> um, he doesn't actually tell her. He says he wants to find his oh, friend, yeah, but he doesn't but... tell her to kill anyone, does he? Well, I mean, then the camera cuts out, so we don't then, know. Yeah, we just then only we assume. just find then yeah, because then the next scene is like Starbuck and Apollo find Valance dead. Yeah. Um, so we assume because of that editing. We're just really confused it. about it because usually they would be a bit less subtle. Yeah. Like yeah. they'd be like, again, he'd we're be directing. Like, like we're really... open. We didn't need that scene with Alan, really. No. Although I did like seeing Zarek behind the bar because now you've given me the like, you know, cocktail reference. Yeah. So. I think he'd be great in cocktail. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, Valence is dead. We never, you know, we never knew ye, Valance, yeah. now you're dead. Um, and they've got nothing on Zarek, mm. even though, of course, they suspect he was the one behind the death. But too bad, so sad, mm-hmm. as we would say. Mm. Um, they tell Rosalind, but Rosalind's, like, not that worried because she's just, like, listening to Bolter loving himself being the centre of attention in front of the press. He is pretty great, he, He's like Hugh Grant in love, actually, when he, like, makes that one speech about, like, Harry Potter and David Beckham and everyone's like, England! That was, yeah. like... That's how I felt about this. It was like, kind of, he's not actually that good. In fact, he's pretty shit, but good speech. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of loved him. Yeah. And the... I love that he's like loving it. Like he's like, oh, oh, oh I forgot I loved attention. Yeah. So um, then Rosalind's like, I have two unpleasant things to do. Um, first of which is going, put, you know, tapping Wally on the shoulder and just telling him, soz boo, but mm-hmm. time to bow out of the race. You're yeah. going to be replaced. This is where the backstabbing thing comes in, and I'm like, yeah. which I was also, like, I was like, that's you didn't even kind of want shit it. of you, yeah, you didn't even want it a minute ago, yeah. So like, I'm it's sorry. bullshit. It's such bullshit. I was yeah. like, that is such a bullshit thing to say to her. Yeah, totally. We're definitely never gonna get it. He didn't take lady. it well. No. Yeah. And then she goes to Gaius and to Bolta and in the bathroom, him, which I thought yeah, was fun. Which given again, previous bathrooms. Yes. Yeah. Those um, you know, those unisex bathrooms. They just good. provide it's a world of fun. Yes. Which tells him that she wants him to run as VP instead. Um, I love that she's like, I would be honored to have your like your skills or your intelligence 
and your popularity by my side. I'm like, yeah, look, you know. And he's like, really? <laughs> yeah. And like, and me, I'm, well, I don't know if he necessarily forgets that she like accused him of being a silent and a traitor like two he weeks ago. He doesn't care, he just likes but attention. he's just like, yeah, oh, shiny things. And yeah. attention, cool. Yeah. Oh, and that reporter was in the stall the whole yeah, time. Yeah, of course she was. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, maybe this could be a good campaign um, for unisex bathrooms. <laughs> uh, maybe we should just start showing clips of, uh, of Battlestar Galactica. That could be like a new campaign. Um, oh, God. Look, it's just a thought. <laughs> uh, or Ally McBeal, because Ally McBeal always had the good unisex bathroom oh, scenes. Oh, I never watched Ally McBeal. Yeah, there was a really big thing about like the Ally McBeal office. They had unisex bathrooms. A lot of a lot of stuff went down in the unisex bathrooms. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, Dame Edna was also on that show for a while, which is hilarious. What? I know, right? That's she was in there for weird. quite a while. Gosh, the 90s were great. Australia. Anyway, we, um, yeah, we digress again. We digress again, but, it, you know, we'll come back because it's the uh, the casting vote time for the quorum. Yeah, very close. intense. Yes, and it, I kind of like the way they shot it, kind of like when you see um, broadcasts of, like, Congress mm. voting on stuff. Like, mm. it was kind of shot wide and looking down at the action and then cutting down to, like, uh, Rosalind reading the results. Um, so it's close, but Bolter scrapes it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that crazy music plays as he comes out. Yeah. It's very intense. It's very intense. It's like a rally. Mm. Um, and then they have this, like, snazzy party for him. And I'm just like... How? With what resources? Mm -hmm. It was like what you were saying a few weeks ago about the wine, but like tenfold because they had like Mm -hmm. full-on balloons and banners and all this stuff. And I know they're on like a fancy um, ship, Cloud Nine, (laughs) but it was just kind of like... Again, resources, people. Yeah, isn't this the end of humanity? Did she have all her military stuff? Come on, it's nice though. She looks great. You didn't mm. like it? It's too weird to look at her in a dress. And I didn't like it. She was like, this is the last time you'll see me. Like, I hate that kind of like, oh, no, no. I'm usually we've like already this. We've already established the flirting's awful. But yeah, that's I true. was like, oh, hello. That looks yeah. great. She does scrub up okay. Mm. I think um, I was just distracted by her flirting with Apollo yeah. because it was really uncomfortable. Rosalind and Adama, though. Yeah. That's cute is what I wrote. Yeah. My notes are excellent this episode. Yep. Yep, I, uh, you know, Zarek and Rosalind have a little tete-a-tete. He mm-hmm. basically is like, oh, get you next time, okay, at the election in mm-hmm. six months, which everyone reminds us about. So I guess, like, we're going to pick up on that. Yeah. Um, but he also tells her he didn't kill Valance, which I think is, like, it could be, like, one of those true, not true. Like, he commissioned the hit, but he didn't kill him. But wait, he just said it out of nowhere? Yeah. he so tells he didn't her, kill like, him! Well, he's like just so you know kind of thing and it's like why would you say that of course yeah. you killed him yeah. why would you why would you, why would you mention it why otherwise? would you even know that she knows mm. that you yeah anyway anyway whatever weird. he likes to fuck with people yeah um and then yeah we have a little boogie scene with the gang and adama, adama finally backs shows himself up. but adama yeah. backs himself dancing he's like i'm oh, a great yeah. dancer and i was like yes queen i i love that he was like so we didn't have any Adama all episode, which was sad. But then in his like one minute of screen time, he shows up, he tells her he's a patriot, he gives her a pep talk and asks her to dance and backs himself dancing. Yeah. Like, like I'm a great dancer, cool. come dance with me. And you're like, all Making right. Making up for lost time. Sure. And then we have this annoying scene with Alan. That's when I wrote, tie. Defo killed the guy. That's yeah. what I wrote. Definitely that. something brewing with Zarek because she's just like, hey, I'm surprised you with the night aboard the rising star. You, you just have to, there's just something brewing like, it's like that classic Alan thing where it's mm. like, I'm just doing this for us. There's nothing to it. But you're like, yeah, right. Yeah, like, whatever. Eh. I hate you. Do you think she killed Valance? Uh, or I you- wrote my imp- my predictions. No, maybe I didn't write anything. Well, um, you were predicting in real time. In real time. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like on one, on one hand, yes. On the other hand, it's like, it seems too obvious. I just don't know how I feel about it. Mm. 
it's too late mm. to have it's ideas. It's almost like why... Yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> in the show, it's almost too late. Like, do we actually care? Like, nah, I don't actually care who killed Valance, I couldn't Valance, give a fuck you know? about Ellen, actually. Yeah. yeah. I don't really care about Valance either. Sorry. No. Sorry, mate. <laughs> you didn't get a good run. Sorry, you. Sorry, you. Oh, yeah. And we should... That was, so that was the end of, like, the bulk of the stuff. But we did have some breakthroughs on Caprica. We did. Um, Hilo and Sharon finally arrived at Delphi. Hilo's still understandably confused about those two women we saw at the mm-hmm. silence. Because Sharon offered no... No feedback or conclusion to him saying, hey, what's going on? Like, whenever like, we, we last I mean, saw he doesn't them. know she's meant to know. So no, she's but just like, like let's would, move, mister, because that's yeah. her line. No, but like, we don't know how long they've been running for, but we can oh, assume it's true. at least a couple of days. So yeah. like, you know, I imagine he's been stewing over it. Yeah. And when he hears that whole speech, my notes was, Hilo, you smart. Yeah, like, he's actually coming oh, and to he's so conclusion. earnest. Like, so he comes up with he like is. he's kind of working it out. Like he's like, and they just happen to be twins. Like it's too weird. Like maybe the Cylons are cloning people or messing with DNA. And I'm like, oh my god, you're so close. You're getting it, but yeah. also you're cooked. Like, yeah. and then know, Boo like, does the, that whole thing. Like, but maybe this, maybe, maybe they got can love. Emotions. And I wrote, do you think maybe Boomer is talking about herself? Question mark. Maybe. <laughs> I think yeah, this so. is all a bit heavy handed, but like was, I think yeah. him coming to those conclusions are very good. Well, it's nice. Like I often like I notice this a lot in horror films. Mm. It's really rare for people to act with common sense, and I think mm. it's the same in like a super um, supernatural or science fiction universe where like you almost just expect people to do stupid shit. Mm. It's really nice to like watch a character be like figuring it out and actually be on the right track because yeah. it, like. It's an, it's an absurd thing for, have to, for him to have to grapple with, but I think the way we've seen him grapple with it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think that, like, probably in the same situation, we'd be coming to our own similar conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, after she... Yeah, so he, Sharon's like, maybe they've got complex emotions. And he's like, no, they're just fracking silence. And then she's like, my heart. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, she tries to tell him before they sneak into Delphi, like, if anything happens, like, I love you. But then he sees another six. And another Anna, one. Yeah. And then he sees another Sharon, who's clearly then, not his one. <laughs> then Sharon fucking kills that yep. bitch. And he just, like, bolts. Which is a good reaction. Again, yeah. Hilo, you smart. You like, smart fucking boy. run. So, you know, even though it was hammy scenes between the two of them. It was generally good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm more invested in what's going to happen there than, like, in a thing with, like, Apollo and mm. Starbuck or... Yeah. Um... Alan Ty. So my prediction here. So I only have two. Well, yeah. I only have one prediction really. Yeah. Which is Hilo is a sucker like Bolter and takes Sharon back, but I hope it doesn't happen. Yeah. That's it. And then my other prediction is no other predictions because from what I understand, the last two episodes are crazy and I can't predict them. Can I go home and watch them now? That's literally what I wrote. <laughs> but we have to talk about themes first. Yeah, themes. Because terrorism! Yeah, you want to talk about yes! get into I it? Yeah, I feel like there needs to be some kind of like celebratory... We need like an air horn when you get to talk yeah. about things like... Bah! Can anyone make that noise? <laughs> um, no, it's like the only theme as well that I saw. And I'm sure there's others, but I don't care about them. <laughs> and we've been talking for a while now. So we have to talk about terrorism for a bit, hey? Um, terrorism in government so like the whole idea of terrorism is really I guess like the idea of like having limited power and using violence as a means to participate in politics so how do you feel about because this has happened a few times in history with like the IRA with Hamas and Fatah 
with um, Nelson Mandela, who was a terrorist. I mean, by any definition of terrorism. Wait, he died in prison. No, I'm joking. You know how like all those people thought he just like died in prison? No, I don't know that conspiracy theory, but I should definitely, because I love conspiracy theory, as we also know. <laughs> I love that you're shaking your head, but it's fine. I love conspiracy theory. We're all about it. Melia just opened up a can of worms without knowing anything what she was talking about. That's fine. I've told her this before. It's clearly just, that's all that's stuck it's he didn't fine. Die in prison, though. Research the Mandela effect. Okay, yeah, there, there you go. There's I will. Homework. You know I will because anyway, conspiracy sorry, theory totally is my jam. That's fine. <laughs> what are your thoughts on former terrorists participating in government? I think, I, I think like it seems fine in theory, but I think problematic in effect. What would you do? And so, like, we can talk about a little bit mm. about The Handmaid's mm. Tale. Now. I haven't finished it. It doesn't matter. You know that um, the general thesis of Handmaid's yeah, Tale, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. about like what happens. It's yep. about what would you do in a situation like this? Hmm. Like if... Would you think the violence was a political mean that you could use to achieve wait, your ends? If I was in the Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. Probably. Exactly. And then would you think that maybe if like a world happened after that, that you would have a right to participate in politics? Because I mean, this is the thing. It's mm. like, like terrorism is, is really the... Like I always call it like... I guess the poor man's war. Like to me, I've always found it really interesting um, that because we have these power structures set up in the world and like this is obviously a really problematic power structure that's set up here and I'm sure that whatever was happening and we don't really have a lot of information about mm. Sagittarian, but but I think that whatever was happening, there was obviously some injustice going on. So like mm. I'm not going to defend terrorists. I don't think that, um, I, I don't personally think it's an, a means that I would mm. want to go to was I in The Handmaid's no Tale, though? Would mm. I go to violence? Maybe. Mm. I mean, when you don't have a voice and you don't have a way of um, participating in democracy, like, what can you do? And when you're in a situation um, like The Handmaid's Tale where, you know, your your job's been taken away, your income's mm. been taken away, you're, mm. um, you're not able to protest. Like, imagine not being able to go out and protest on the street. Mm. Like, what does one do? And so I think it's really interesting the way that they talk about this because, like, from my perspective, if Zarek is... And this is why I guess the question of violence is actually kind of important. If he's actually willing to um, let go of his violent means and if mm. he's actually given a place and a platform to discuss his views, I think he should be allowed to because yep. he's obviously very passionate and has like views that people echo. Um, but then I guess, I mean, it's really difficult. But like a lot of people no, in power do really that. violent things. Yeah. Mm. No, I think as well, like you have to look at the culture or the, the community in this um, show and like they're a really small uh, civilization. Mm. So everything's going to be heightened because there's less people to spread that demographic. Yes. Yeah. So the class divides between like Sagittarian or, and Caprica are going to feel more exacerbated because there's not like thousands and thousands of people, mm. you know, well, there are, but like not, you know, it's, it's like a portion, like a yeah. population sample rather yeah. than the actual population. Absolutely. So, I think someone like Zarek can come to prominence more easily and probably find more followers more easily, particularly in a time of turmoil. Mm. Um, but they may actually be more relevant in that time. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the thing is, is like, at the end of the day, if we're going to be really honest about the way that our governments work, all of our governments, like whether we're in Australia or in America or whatever, they participate in violence mm. and political violence. It's just that we've legitimized that. And it's all like, and this is why the... Again, the Zarek stuff is really interesting. It's all the construct. We've constructed this kind of power dynamic where we say it's okay for 
um, you know, for Starbuck and Apollo to go in and threaten Valance in that mm. situation and threaten him with death and treat him violently because they're acting on behalf of the state. Mm. But then when a terrorist group does it, then it's not, um, it's not, it's not valid. Mm. But like, then we go back in history and go, oh, well, Nelson Mandela was valid because he was like, he was legitimate because he was protesting against something that we now believe is not just, but, um, yeah but yeah. like but like we look at um islamic terrorism we say that's not mm. true mm. um and so it's all about your perspective and so i think that to just disregard it um i think that it, that terrorism is about power and um i think that's demonstrated quite well in this episode with the stuff with starbuck and apollo um with that guy mm. um i think with the conversations that Zarek is having and i don't know if this is all intentional but um it, to me that's what it says but mm. you know i think about this stuff a lot no, I, do, I agree. Mm. And I think, you know, again, like we've talked about it before, but this is when this show is at its best. Mm. I think when it can like unpack something that's quite meaty and make it digestible and interesting and um, nuanced, even though maybe all the characters aren't always like that and the plot isn't always like that. I think, yes, yeah, at its best when it can like grapple with these things. Yeah, absolutely. So on that note, I don't have any other themes. Do you have any themes? <laughs> no, I... Um, I my themes were basically like the role of democracy versus terrorism and mm. like where those fit um, together. Yeah, which we talked about. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's a smaller theme, but I do think the idea of like playing politics comes mm. up um, in this, and like the idea that like um, both Zarek and Rosalind are playing politics, but he's doing it through the people, and she's doing it through the political system. Mm. Um, you know, like she she puts Bolter in a place to be the VP because which is which is smart smart yeah. politics, but it is like. Manipulative. Manipulative, whereas he manipulates like his like followers Like Hillary Clinton more. versus Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, yeah. that's what this is about. <laughs> Predicted that uh, a decade earlier. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, so who's the MVP? Oh, well, I don't know if we you can't caught it choose at the end. Bolter it's not again. Bolter. It's not Bolter. I don't know if you saw Gator dancing, but he has fucking funny dance No, moves. I didn't. I'm going to go back, go and, back watch and watch it. it. So Gator is our like, MVP? Yeah. His dance moves, I just like laughed out loud. That's I was like, great. what is he doing in the back? Because he doesn't have any lines. And then he and um, Boomer are just like there at the end, like that's great. Having, a, having a boogie. And I was just like, oh, that's great. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Gator's dance MVP. moves, Def MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, we had three fracks, one mm-hmm. from Apollo, one from Hilo, one from that random camera guy at the beginning that I loved. Mm. He was like, frack, it's rolling or something, you know? What? In oh, the media like, broadcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I didn't even hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, and we had six Cylons, um, a bunch of sixes and two Sharons. Uh, sorry, three Sharons, three sixes. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, if we saw her at the end. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I it's like nine thirty, and by the time I get it's home, late. it's gonna be like yeah. ten o'clock, and I am staying up and watching Madoso yeah. Galactica, yeah, girl. yelling at the TV. Um, so what's happening now? So next week, you're going to hear us discuss both episodes of the season one finale, Cobal's mm-hmm. Last Gleaming is mm. the title. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and Insta at Beers Beats BSG to see the drinks that we're drinking, screenshots, things that we're doing. I think we have a picture of producer Tom with a cookie. It's a it's a boomerang. <laughs> it's a boomerang. It was too good a for boomer. a photo. Rang. A boomer. <laughs> I think I've reviewed some Rang. before. We have, but let's okay. keep yeah. it. It's great. Um, so, yeah, check back in a week when we have that final one up. And in that episode, we'll be talking about what we're doing um next or what were we doing next week at least because yeah. i think we may be doing another bumper episode but we're still 
working that out. We're just working out what to do. So if you've yeah. got ideas, because we both yeah. have really short attention spans. Um, so we're just not sure where do we go from here. Hmm. Um, yeah. So if you've got ideas, tweet yeah. at us. I think most yeah. people are communicating with us over Twitter. Yeah. Um, also, if you want to do a, a live watch of the last episodes, um, Melia probably doesn't have the time, but I can definitely live tweet along with you. So yeah, um, it. it's really hard because I know a lot of you are not in Australia. And so finding mm. an agreeable time between three time zones is difficult. But mm. hey, I'm around during the day. We Good can make it work. Bit. I love mm. it. So yeah. Catch us back next week. And uh, we're excited for the finale. So excited. I'm going to go watch it right now. You should too. Bye. Bye.